as the myth turns. Because mythology is the greatest soap opera of all time. With your cultural interns, Eris and Z. Interns because we're not professionals. And we're not getting paid. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of As the Myth Turns. I'm Z. And I'm Hayden. And Hayden is our temp guest today. And by our, I mean mine, because of social distancing, I can't record with Eris. So, you know, Hayden will do. And my vast knowledge of ghosts. Oh, sure. We haven't even, you, (laughs) we haven't even introduced the topic and you're like, and I'm smart. (laughs) (laughs) Just getting some things out the way. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So... We're going to talk about ghosts. I don't know if you can tell. So I thought we'd start kind of close to home and we would talk first about La Llorona. Okay. Have you heard of La Llorona? I I haven't. So it's from Latin America. I had always heard Mexico, but when I looked it up, it said Latin America. So she's called La Llorona, but she's also known as the Wailing Woman or the Crier. When I was first researching her, it was because I had heard about the movie that came out recently by the same name. By recently, I mean like within the last five years. Because I'm so terrible at keeping time. Oh, Um, that's why that sounds familiar. Right, right. But I had heard the movie sucked because one, it had nothing to do with the original legend. Two, it was about white people. And this is a Latin American legend, so like culturally appropriative, you know. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk about it to kind of maybe like flesh the legend out a little bit more in its actuality rather than just like letting it sit where that movie left it in in the public eye. But as I was researching it, I found that it was extremely similar, almost detail for detail, similar to like America's version of the lady in white. Yeah, that's kind of what my first thought was when you're kind of going through the story a bit. And I think I think we discussed the lady in white on our last episode where we talked about ghosts, which is hauntings from last year. As a refresher, though, she is this this woman who is married to a man who doesn't love her. And they have two sons, which is like specific to La Llorona, because I believe just the lady in white just has kids. She just has two kids. It doesn't it isn't specifically two sons. Anyway, so the husband sleeps with another woman. She finds out she's so distraught that she drowns her children and then drowns herself. And so like when she gets to the afterlife, they're like, we can't let you through until you find the two souls of your sons. And so like she drowns other kids now. I don't I don't know. The why gets a little hazy for me, but that happens a lot in legends. Like and now they cut off other people's heads because they were sad in life. And you're kind of like, well, I don't. You know, and that happens a lot in Legends. So anyway, so that's La Llorona. So then, so then I think, I think, do you have any comments on that? Anything you want to add? Uh, I didn't do my homework. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was told about this, well, no, not five minutes, less than five minutes before it happened. So yeah, you know, a little unprepared. Yeah, you know, you know, I was like, I was like, hey, you do your homework. And you were like, what homework? And I was like, just kidding, pop quiz. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm used to that. <laughs> Anyways, so now we're going to travel north. We're going to go to Canada to the, right. le- to the legend of the headless nun. Doesn't that sound cool? Uh, maybe. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> so back in the day in the French Fort Cove in Norden, Nordin, maybe? I don't know if it's French. They always, they always like add some ah at the end through their nose, which I think is a lot of fun. But anyways, now it's the city of um, Miramichi, Miramiki, Miramichi something like that or whatever, uh, which is in New Brunswick. 
So in Canada. I don't know if I said Canada. It's in Canada. Okay, okay, okay. Round the boots, that area. (laughs) Anyways, okay. (laughs) So in the mid 17s, I thought that was funny. I'm really disappointed that you didn't laugh. Anyways, (laughs) anyways. Um, in the mid 1700s, there was this woman named Sister Mary Inconu. Fun fact, Inconu stands for the unknown, or means like the unknown, so that just adds some coolness to the legend. (laughs) Sister Mary Unknown. And she was just a nun in that area. And there are two, there are two versions to this. So one, there's this, this mad trapper who was like a fur trader and he went crazy or whatever. I don't know, being alone or some shit like that made him crazy. And so he just, like, chopped off her head and ran off into the woods with it and, like, kept it. And now she, like, roams around looking for her head. That's one version. Which is like, nah, well, okay. A little, it's a little, a little freaky. But okay. Um, and then there's the second legend, which is that two sailors cornered her and cut off her head when she wouldn't divulge the location of a treasure that, like, belonged to her nunnery or whatever. Or her church or whatever. Which is cool. Which is cool. Like, you know, can you imagine this this nun... Like, very, like, um, Joan of Arc style, like, do what you will, you know? And they're all like, cha-cha-cha! And she's like, no treasure for you! You know? I couldn't imagine it until you described it. Well, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. So, yeah, but then, and then that one also, that version also says, like, she still roams around looking for her head, kind of, she's headless. Um, In fact, headless nun tours are, like, super popular in that area. Really? Yes, you could, like, go have a tour, and they would be like, here is her chapel, or her, her nunnery? Yeah. I feel like there's another version for it. Monastery? No, monastery is the monks, or the the men. You're right, you're right. I don't remember. Anyways, that's gonna really bother me, and then the episode's gonna end, and I'm gonna remember it. Okay. Is like the headless kind of the headless something a pretty common story? I actually did find quite a few things that were like the headless so and so, the headless this, the headless this guy, this guy without a head, like things like that. I found it a lot in like English lore. Places where they used to behead people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I found a co- I found a couple of them where the origins were that they were witches. Yeah. And so then they were beheaded, and now they like roam around i found this one person who like i really wish i would have written it down but at the time i was like no no i have other things but she was she was known as uh like the wicked wife of keith (laughs) (laughs) the wicked wife of keith it it sounds like a good horror like a good traditional horror story till you get to keith yeah yeah (laughs) the wicked wife of keith (laughs) fucking keith oh keith (laughs) anyways (laughs) So, speaking of England, I found uh, this thing called the Brown Lady, oh, which <laughs> that's what I said <laughs> because like it honestly just sounds like like you hear like the White Lady and she's in white and she stands on bridges and and she drowns people and then like you hear like uh, like there was that movie The Woman in Black or whatever that had yeah. Daniel Radcliffe in it and like that one's haunting and she's in this black veil and it's so sad and scary. And then there's the woman in brown. (laughs) The brown lady. And like, I just, it reminds me of that joke or whatever where they're like, um, I can't remember. It's super long, but so there's a sailor guy, right? This captain. Okay. And he, he comes out and he sees that like they're being surrounded. And so he goes back below deck (laughs) and he changes. (laughs) All right. I got you. No, no, no. I'm finishing it. No, no. Please do. Okay. I'm just letting you know. I know this joke. (laughs) <laughs> so, so his 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 uh his skipper or whatever is like he's like sir why did you change into a red shirt 
And he's like, so they won't be able to see the blood from my wounds. And then and then the guy swapping the deck is like, why'd you change into brown pants? And he's like, mind your own business. <laughs> you know, something like, ah, that's essentially the yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what it made, it made me think of, which is ultimately why I wrote it down. But it has nothing to do with that. Um, the story is actually kind of sad. So it's from England. There's this woman who wears a brown brocade dress. Um, and she haunts the Raynham Hall. So, so, and like, again, you can go do tours and stuff. I believe you can, uh, like rent rooms there. Yeah. Pretty, actually, which is actually really common of places that are haunted. But, um, so the, the story of the, the lady is that her name was Lady Dorothy Walpole. She lived from 1686 to 1726. Um, and she was the sister to Robert Walpole, who is like commonly known as like the first prime minister of Great Britain. Like that's kind of generally who is thought of as the first one. So this is his sister. All right, all right. He was married, sure, she was married. She was the second wife to a man named Charles Townsend, who was like really well known for his temper. And supposedly he either caught her or suspected her of adultery with um, Lord Wharton. And so Charles Townsend either, there's two, there's kind of two versions to it. Either he locked her up into their, in their home and never let her out and she just died. Like, I don't know, starved to death or whatever. Or Lord Wharton's wife invited Dorothy over, which is the the lady in brown. He invited her over under like the the premise that oh they were just going to visit or whatever, yeah. and then she locked her into their home until she died of smallpox in seventeen twenty six. And so now the lady brown haunts her old home. The first sighting of her was actually in eighteen thirty five, where Charles Townsend, her her former husband, um, was hosting this Christmas gathering and like one of their, uh, their people was staying in a room there and they saw her and they were like, wow, that's an outdated dress. What are you doing here? And she was like, so she was trying to be scary and they were just, yeah, they're like that fashion is so last century. They just let her have it. Yeah. And then she truly died and became the Brown lady. Yeah. Yeah. This is the English after all. She got roasted into the brown lady. Yeah. <laughs> that's, why, that's why she's brown. She's a little crispy. <laughs> Anyways. So I think it's time for a commercial break. Oh, is it? Yeah. It goes pretty fast, doesn't it? Hey, guys. It's Z. I'm cutting in real quick for our commercial break. First, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Pack Mule Photography, which is located in Coweta, Oklahoma. I help out with them a lot. So if you book us for all kinds of things, we do weddings, senior pictures and stuff, which I know like with the Corona and stuff, the class of 2020 isn't getting to graduate, but you can still do your senior pictures if you want. Um, and we will take them and we will be six feet away while we do it. So we'd like to thank Party Now Apocalypse Later for hosting us on their site and for hosting our sister podcast. But go check them out. They have The Holodeck is Broken. They host the Fourth Wall Radio Play, which, as you know by now, Eris and I have voiced in. Mac wrote and produced um, and directed. So if you love hearing from us doing this, you might like hearing us in a more structured way so that we're not getting into all of our, you know, normal bullshittery. And <laughs> we'd like to thank our producer, Mac, who we would not be able to do this without his awesome, excellent help and advice. He's just such a great guy. I don't know you've heard me rant about his facial hair, which is also, you know, if you believe drunk me, um, a producer. 
So there's that. And then we'd like to thank you guys, our listeners, for sticking around and for listening to us and for making this project and this journey so much fun. And you guys are so sweet and you're always giving us compliments and you're the best. Random fact of the day. (laughs) So the phrase something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue is commonly heard in um, connection with weddings. But what a lot of people don't know is that the something old is meant to represent the bride's past while the something new is meant to represent the couple's future. Something borrowed is supposed to be from somebody who um, has had a very long and healthy marriage. And then the something blue is supposed to symbolize love and fidelity. And these are things that you're supposed to carry with you on your wedding day, during the wedding, to pave the way for you and your spouse's future so that you guys have a wonderful union. Oh. I know, isn't that cute? I guess that was kind of (laughs) cute. All right, back to the episode. Okay, so now that we're back, let's just totally leave white people behind because we talk about them all the time. Oh, no, no, no. Because I still have a couple more white people to talk about. <laughs> but wait. <laughs> but wait, there's more white people. <laughs> like, that's 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 what that's what the natives said every time settlers landed. They're like, but wait, there's more. Anyways, that might, that might, that might, that might, that might, might be too soon. You know? Because we're still struggling with that. Mm. Anyways, I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> my bad. Okay. So, in Romania, there's something called the Ieli, the Ieli, something like that. I-E-L-E. I don't speak Romanian, so I don't know how to say it. But it looks really pretty. Um. Anyways, so they are spirits that live in the forests there. They're oftentimes described as fairies. They are pretty solitary creatures until they take flight. And they don't have wings. They just kind of, like, float around in the air. Um, and they fly in groups together, like birds and shit. Um, <laughs> and they're supposed to be, like, very seductive. Like, they're very nymph-like. Um, they are known to have bad tempers, but not necessarily be, like, evil creatures. They're just, they just don't put up with shit. Um, and then in Bulgaria, they have, like, the same thing, but they call them Samadiva. So, there's that. But they're, like, like what we would think of them as fairies, they're thought of as spirits mm-hmm. or ghosts or, I guess, like... I don't know. It's 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 a weird connection to make there when you have two different cultures. Yeah, there's a difference there that you can't quite pin down right now. Right, 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 right. So there's that. That's that's the last of the white people, finally. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have, I guess we can do, okay. So then it, from Central Africa, we have the Obambo, which there's two different versions of this, which happens a lot in legends and in, in spirit or um, myths and stuff where they'll say, oh, well, this thing happened. But then across town you hear, no, 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 it was done this way. And that just happens when you tell something by word of mouth all the time. Yeah. Uh, and it gets passed down and things. It, a little bit of it changes and stuff. So there's two different versions of the Obambo. One is it, it either is someone who died in the bush in Central Africa and has no grave. And so they come back and um, they're, they're just a spirit. They're there. Or it's a spirit, a malevolent spirit who takes the shape of a lost loved one, somebody that you've lost for its own entertainment, like because it's bored and has nothing else to do, basically. And it comes to the living and it tells them that, you know, it needs some place to live and, and it instructs them to, to basically build a house for this spirit that it never inhabits. And it just kind of is like, hey, I made you build a house. <laughs> nah, like, and that's it. <laughs> oh, that's it? Yeah. And that's, that's what it does. And then it, it's like, cool, that was fun. Nice house. Then moves on to the next one. Yeah. So in India, I've got, I've got two from India. There's the Naliba, I think, which is kind of a weird, a witch slash spirit. And that is something that I have seen as super common is that something will be 
like a ghost or a spirit or a haunting, but it's also like a witch. Mm-hmm. And I think witch has just been kind of like, this is just my my opinion. I think witch has just been, has been such a universal term that was used that it's pegged to a lot of things. Because I know when we did our vampire episode, a lot of things that we found were like, it's a vampire slash witch. So the Nalibath is a witch or spirit who uses their powers to mimic the voice of loved ones to lure you to your door so you like open your door at night and then it'll kill you. Well, I okay, so I guess that's not really I don't know. I don't know if that would be its name then. Okay, hold on. Let me finish telling you and then I'll ask your opinion. Um <laughs> so so the people in India started writing Naliba on their doors and on their walls and stuff, which means like coming tomorrow so that the spirit would come and see it and be like, Oh, you're not going to be back till tomorrow. And it would leave and, and then it would come back and be like, Oh, they're still not coming back till tomorrow. <laughs> and it, like, and it would just get stuck in a loop and it wouldn't ever try to lure somebody out because it wouldn't ever think somebody was inside. So like whenever I was looking this up, that's what it said the name of it was, but is it, is that the name of it? Or would that be, I don't know what, like, would that, would that be the name or would that just be the solution? anyways so that's that's my question i don't know if you know comment or tweet or whatever and be like hey you're stupid it's the solution or be like hey 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 hey, hey." no it's definitely the name or something you know lend me i will lend you my ears you lend me your opinions anyways also in india there's the the boot the boot I think it's B-H-O, it's i I I know it's b-h-o-o-t but i think it's pronounced boot Mm -hmm. or behoot or whatever. Also known as the Buddha with a T, B-H-U-T-A, not the traditional B-U-D-D-A, you know, whatever, or however you spell it. Buddha. Anyways, it's the ghost of a loved one. It's um, it's a Sanskrit word, and it's the ghost of a loved one who is being kept from moving on, either because they had a violent death or they had an unsettled matter, something along those lines, which is very common in just general ghost lore. Yeah. That's a very, very common thing, is that for whatever reason, the spirit is still here. It's tied to something, you know, something, something, something. So I thought that was super cool whenever I found that, because it looked like it had a pretty extensive history. So it looked like this was something that isn't recent that they weren't just like oh i heard these white people say that this this was a thing one time like it very well could be that this is where we get this from that this, it could be yeah. so i don't know i thought that was pretty cool but anyways if if the spirit gets angry you can pacify it by giving it an offering which is called a buddha aradhana so that's cool and it's it can be like a food that's left out or you know just like simply worshiping them praying them being like oh watch over us like channel your energy and not be in a dick please like you know something like that so i thought that was pretty cool dope <laughs> that's it it's dope hot <laughs> Okay, so then we have the Kichkandi, which is from Nepal. And the Kichkandi is the spirit of a, specifically of a woman who has latched on to some part of her, bod- her body that is, isn't cremated. So, and it's usually a bone. Oh, it's like a, a piece of her wasn't, wasn't buried? Yeah, so there, well, it said specifically cremated. So I don't, I don't oh, okay. know the, um, the traditions in Nepal. I don't know if they always cremate or whatever. Or if it's just like, if you choose to cremate somebody and you don't cremate all of them, they're going to come back and they're going to be like, bitch. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know what that is. But she's, she's seen usually with long, unusually long black hair. She's very pale, bony, dressed in all white. Of course. Of, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> She's very alluring. 
Um, and she preys on young men and like lures them away and then will like drain the drain their bodies and they're found very shriveled and skinny. So like at first I was like, oh, she drinks their blood. So this is a little bit more of a vampire. But then I was like, no, 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 no. Because if they were shriveled and skinny, that would mean that she had sucked out all their body fat, right? Might be putting too much science into this. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, if that's not what this podcast is about, what is it? <laughs> it is very similar to uh, many other, other stories you've mentioned. Yeah. Oh, but there, there is one way that you can tell that she's a kitsch condi. How's that? Her feet are on backwards. Oh, man. That's a dead giveaway. <laughs> hey, that's a pun. <laughs> Unintentional, <laughs> but still. That's why when I when I make I make sure when I meet someone new I check their feet. Right, and that's why everyone thinks you have a foot fetish. <laughs> I find a hot lady in the woods. Hey, let me see your feet. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Before I can let you just make out with me, because I know I know that's what you're thinking. Let me get a let me get a peep at those toes. <laughs> hey, you gotta be safe. No creepo. No, no, no creepo. <laughs> Anyways, personal safety. Yeah, hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. We're, you know, we're protection. Some people look people up on Facebook. Others, like me, we just we just ask to take a little peep at your toes. You know, makes it a little bit easier now that foot fetishes are like super normalized. Like it's it's like super normal for people to be like, hey, can I get a picture of your feet? Be like, hey, that's gonna be twenty bucks. All right, here's a Venmo, you know, whatever, and then here's a picture of my feet. And that's like super popular right now. So I'm sure that Kitch Condi are like really struggling in their in their business. <laughs> they're just like, shit, I just always want the pictures of my feet. You know? How do you explain that your ankles are on backwards? Yeah, that is a good idea. I kind of like an idea of like uh, monsters in this generation. So that means they'd be like on social media and stuff like that, trying to get trying to get their uh, food in right. quotations. Right, right. They're victims. Yeah, because you can't just hunt people anymore. It's gotta they gotta evolve with society. Kind yeah, of thing. like. <laughs> All right, let's start a screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, okay, so I'm just thinking, like, like on Tinder and stuff, a lot of the times people will put in their bios, um, you know, like, oh, well, I'll do anything once or, like, you know, <laughs> shit like that or whatever. And then sometimes they'll put, like, their their hard passes. So they'll be like, I'll try anything except choking. <laughs> like, Kitch Condi's around there, like, I'll try anything except feet play. Do not touch my feet. <laughs> Don't even look at them. <laughs> Okay, okay. And we got we gotta move on. This is gonna be a whole new episode before we're done. So much more questions though. I know <laughs> Okay, so then there's the Jenglot, which is from Indonesia. Mm. Um so Jenglots are deformed humanoid creature things. Um, I really, really wish that I had found this whenever we were doing our little people uh, in the Fae episode, because these are like, they're almost like living dolls and they're 12 centimeters typically, but they've also been recorded um, as being spotted between 15 and 20 centimeters tall. So I'm thinking like, what, like how many centimeters is in a foot? Yeah. Is that 36 centimeters on a foot? So less than a foot. Less than a foot. Well, I don't know. You know what? We're from we're from America. Yeah. yeah. We don't use the metric system. Well, we should. Well, yeah, but you know, (laughs) for the purposes of not looking stupid. (laughs) No, defending not using the metric system is stupid. (laughs) Anyways, so they're seen as like being like living dolls in quotation. Um, also kind of known as like mummies. I don't know. This the Jenglot kind of have a little bit of a hand in everything. So like they might be zombies because they're they're thought to be people that have passed on that have been latched onto this doll kind of thing, mm-hmm. or like their bodies were shrunk and then it was mummified. So like they might be they might be mummies slash zombies, or um, they might just be spirits that come back in a mini version, or they might be vampires because they feed on blood. 
And so sometimes they'll have like keepers who will feed them like go blood and stuff. So I don't know. Like yeah. the, the Jang lot was super cool. I just really wanted to incorporate it because I hadn't seen anything that quite had that many hands in each pot. Yeah, yeah. You know? And like the big the big feature of it was that it was formerly human. It it did used to be a person. And then something about it like def- something about the death deformed it into this creepish creature. So I thought that was pretty cool. And it's in Indonesia, which is near-ish like if I'm see I'm gonna say that and then I'm gonna feel really stupid when I get proved wrong later. But it's near ish to Australia, right? Am I wrong? Yeah. So so. so Australia is where um all those bones and stuff were found. Anyways, anyways. Listen, I can't I just can't restart that whole episode. You're gonna have to go and listen to it. Super good episode. It's honest to God my favorite one that to was, date. That was a good one, yeah. That's it's been my favorite. Okay, anyways. So that was it. That was all I had. That was that was all I had. Yeah, that's it. Do you have any cool ghost stories or anything that you've ever heard? Anything from work? Because when we did our haunting episode, mm. I talked about a couple of things at work about how like charts had flown off the shelves or whatever. <laughs> Don't laugh. It happened. I was there. That place is not haunted. For those of you that don't know, we work at the same place. And that bitch is haunted. <laughs> that bitch is haunted. It's good. That place can't can't also be haunted. <laughs> <laughs> can't all, why? Because of all the other shit that goes on. Yeah, you can't, you can't put all of that in one place. It would have like melted down or exploded <laughs> or something. <laughs> no, it's haunted. It just torn apart at the seams. <laughs> it's haunted. Anyways, do you have... Any, okay, so your your house that you grew up in mm-hmm. super gave me haunted vibes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Even though we were the... I'm pretty sure we were the first people to ever live in it. I know! Which is so weird! <laughs> so somebody must have been murdered on the land before the house was built. That's or all I'm saying. they were murdered while I lived there. Man, I'm gonna be... Listen, <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm marrying this man in a few months, and I am very concerned. <laughs> we did have a very big backyard. That is very true. And there was this weird stump we, thing in the in the center of it. Oh yes, that weird stump thing used to be a tree. <laughs> <laughs> or it could just be the mound over a dead body, and you're just trying to say it was a tree. I gotta go hire a private investigator. Uh, I got picture evidence that it was indeed a tree. Or did a you pine tree? Did so. you? <laughs> that's too specific. <laughs> that's how I know it's a lie. <laughs> okay, okay. Or sure. Okay, sure. Let's let's just say for just to humor you, all right. Let's just say that there was a tree there. It was a pine tree. Okay, it was a pine tree. It was there. Did you cut it down because you murdered a man and you buried it underneath? I, you see, you're, you're getting more focused on the tree, even though we had a garden where nothing could grow. So we oh man! Up, so we ended up putting filling it with rocks because it was just to make sure all the dead weeds and stuff would just keep going. But nothing would grow there if you wanted it to grow there. But you're more focused on the pine tree. That is a good point. That is a good... Listen, and you're the not... Dog, and the dogs would always di- dig back there for something, even though nothing could be there. So what was there, Z? <laughs> Listen, you're not making marrying you seem any more enticing. No, <laughs> uh, you like a little danger. That's true. That's true. That's true. I feel so called out. <laughs> All right. Well, I have to go hire a private investigator, and I have to... Pretend like I'm not suspicious of this person sitting next to me. And in the meantime, if you guys don't hear from me in two weeks, um, I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and my address is... 123 Fake Street. Anyways, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to... Like, 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 like...
and subscribe to As The Myth Turns on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And email us at asthemythturns at gmail.com. Transcripts for this episode can be found at our WordPress site, asthemythturns.wordpress.com. Our theme song is called Fretless by Kevin McLeod. You can find this song and all his others at incompetech.com.